Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Tyler. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, welcome back. We will keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember, to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. And I'm Brett. And us today is producer Alan. Hello, Alan. Alan. All right, so in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Great Lakes Brewery out of Etobicoke. Yes, and we're going to be having two beers today, as always. The first one is going to be the Canuck Pale Ale, which is an APA, and the second one is Hanlon's Point, which is a coconut coffee porter. And then, to finish up the episode, we're going to talk about our birthday memories and stories. All right, and we are back. So Great Lakes Brewery is located at 30 Queen Elizabeth Boulevard in Etobicoke, as previously mentioned. Mm-hmm. Now, it was originally incorporated in Brampton. So, I mean, mm-hmm. not too far away. Nope. Yep. But far enough. Uh, in 1987. So it's a little bit older than it's, maybe some of us. Yeah. <laughs> Probably all of us. Pretty actually. old craft brewery. And that's we'll tie that in at the end yeah. of the episode for sure. But there were actually five co-founders. So we know how difficult some things might be just to get the three of us and a producer in a room to make things work. But we had five <laughs> co-founders who named the Great Lakes uh, because, you know, their dream was actually to have five different breweries on each of the five Great Lakes. So that is a, that would have been a feat. Mm-hmm. That would have been, but right. there's five of them, five Great Lakes, so it makes sense still. So split them up, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't yeah. Have to conquer and divide. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know how much uh, Zoom. Divide and conquer, I should say. Yeah. That's, yeah. How much Zoom they would have back in 1987 to make that kind of work. They'd be calling the landlines just to have conversations. And right? one would have to be in the U.S. because Lake Michigan is only in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, communicate via Morse code. Uh, we don't know what the business plan was. But anyways, the, the brewery was then purchased by the Balut family. Is that where is I that? believe so, yes. Yeah, we'll go with Balut family in 1991. So uh, merely just four years later. And it moved it to its current location in 1992 so they could expand, but also switch to all-grain brewing. Nice. Yeah. So uh, the Great Lakes uh, Brewery is now owned by Chief Brewing Officer Peter Jr. and Head Brewer Mike Lackey, and they've known each other since high school. Um, But when the Balut family purchased it in 91, Mike immediately gave them a call asking for some work. Uh, There's actually an article on their website about their friendship, uh, and they've ironically been they're ironically wearing the same identical t-shirts that they're wearing in 91 yes as they were wearing in 2021 when the article was produced right the website quite yeah. interesting so great lakes did not actually open a retail store until 2000 they were kind of just selling kegs to restaurants uh but now it's a community hub in etobicoke and in 2006 they introduced the project x beers when they purchased a small pilot brew system and out of this came the devil's pale ale 666 yes. <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of known to be one of the beers to help start the hop craze that we know today in ontario wow yes 
Cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, so let's kind of maybe go back to the, the name of the episode today is Back to Back Champs, right? So the reason why we called the episode that was Great Lakes was named the Canadian, not Ontario, Canadian Brewery of the Year in both 2013 and 2014. Now that is a feat, again, that has not happened since then. So wow. the last Back to Back Champs. I think a round of applause for that. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, and in 2014, they swept the American IPA category in regards to thrust, Karma Citra, and My Bitter Wife. Maybe wow. I should have got you to say that, Brett. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so gold, silver, and bronze in the IPA They, they category. did it all. Wow. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Winter, and they, and they do make a lot of IPAs, so yes, that makes a lot of sense. So Great Lakes also has, and states that they have 99.99% of their beer that stays in Ontario. So does anyone know where that other 0.01% goes? Um, maybe, uh, maybe Michigan. Could be. Down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Funny. Just I'm saying. Okay. Does anyone you know? Just a fun fact. So fun you fact. don't know. You're no, just no, I was actually asking you guys if you guys knew. No, I, anyway. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, the staff are just kind of tagging something yeah, and sending little. it off to other provinces exactly. or something like that. So to commemorate their 30th anniversary in 2017, an actual documentary was released that gives you a true look at all the history, starting with not only Great Lakes itself, but also how the craft brewery scene has changed over the course of time and how they evolved with it. With it, pardon me. So I wonder what plans they're going to have in place for their 35th anniversary that's coming up in a little bit. Probably a few releases, Yeah, I would, I would think. I think so, yeah. Right? And also one of those could be kind of the planned opening of the GLB Brew Pub in the East Bayfront in Toronto. So it's planned to be open in the fall of 2021, you know, restrictions, delays, fun, fun stuff. Uh, it's hopefully going to be opening later on this year. You know, they're going to have a couple patios, 120 seats, 6,000 square feet inside. Hopefully, Pretty more big. information will be dropped on that very shortly. So, do you think that Michael Moore took on the documentary? Was that one of his? Uh, mm, don't I don't think so. No. I, I don't recall that one. Ah, well, I mean, like, yeah. you, if you have time, seek it out. Yeah. It's a 52-minute oh, yeah. documentary. It's actually quite interesting. We, so, we can toss up the link to uh, to the video on our Instagram. Absolutely. Uh, uh, so, people can check it out. So, do we know the exact date of their 35th anniversary? We, we do get to it a little bit later on uh, in, in today's episode, I believe. Yes. I oh, okay. So, you have no. to stay tuned now. Well, exactly. okay. Hang on, listen there to you us. go. We'll also take the link and we'll put it in the episode description um, for this yes. episode. There so you go. That way so you look at their 30th anniversary. Yeah. Now we have their 35th. Yeah, maybe they'll make another documentary. Who knows? Ooh, I would Ooh. hate to do that every five years. It's, uh, it's big, not, big yeah, task. you're setting a, a precedent yeah. where you're going to have to do it every <laughs> exactly. five years, right? Stick to um, just new beer releases. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. So Great Lakes utilizes Untap to its fullest, uh, which we've seen from a few other breweries, um, which, as we know, is a great tool. So basically, they can they notify you exactly what's in the fridge of the brewery. So they've got that menu option. They give you a really full description of every beer, not just the core beers. Um, and there's also a Great Lakes exclusive badge. Mm. So I don't know how you earn that, but you maybe we'll check earn in that at today. the brewery. Oh, at the brewery. Yes. Yeah, uh, so hopefully, you know, uh, shucks. I, I guess by the time this episode is released, restrictions will kind of be back a little bit in place. Yeah. Um, so. Go to the brewery, earn the check badge. it in, earn the badge, right? Yeah. Uh, so speaking of untapped, uh, Great Lakes, now look at this, this is a big number. 824 different beers have been created. Wow. Now okay. let's keep in mind how long they've been yes, around. Correct. They, yeah, so correct. untapped so. came around in 2011, I think. Correct. So And they've been around before then. So yeah. they were kind of right at Anything the forefront. And everything, yeah, yeah, for sure. So they have a lot of creativity, uh, the names, you know, and... Um, cans as we will if you look at their labels yeah um so kind of making everything stand out so especially when you go to the lcbo grocery store you're going to see a lot of brit products usually there yeah uh something you might see uh pompous ass 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the if, English ale, I think. Correct, yeah. yeah. Octopus Wants to Fight, which mm-hmm. is an IPA. Karma Citra, a Robo Hop, which I think is a funny name. And the old Audrey Hopburn. There mm. you go. Right? And the list goes on and on. And again, if you want to look at their full list of beers that they have. So one, one thing I do want to mention, you kind of talked about the can fine and uh, the, the fridge and all that stuff with Untapped, is on their website... Uh, you see that same artwork throughout. So uh, yeah. when, when you go in there to purchase any beers from their actual website, there's some really kind of cool artwork, some fun artwork on there as well, just to kind of navigate throughout. So um, it just, it all ties together. They've done a really good job with that. Well, I don't know who they have doing their artwork, but they must keep them pretty busy with 824 <laughs> <Yeah>. beers. <laughs> it, 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 might, it might be in the documentary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. There you go. Oh. Teaser. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of us untapped, on untapped with uh, Great Lakes, um, I've had 16 different ones. Uh, the highest rated, two highest rated ones would be um, as far back as I can remember. So it's a New England IPA. It was 4.75. And the Lacus Mortis, which was a collab with uh, Third Moon, that came out at uh, the end of 2021. And I read that at 4.5. Uh, producer Alan... Um, his highest rated one was Thrust at uh, 4.5, and I believe he had seven. Might have checked one more in last night to make eight. Never mind. I stand corrected. No, we, we included that in the seven. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. <laughs> uh, Tyler, what about you? Yeah, so uh, this one, it, I've, I've had one, apparently. I was uh, actually shocked by that. It is incorrect. Um, is it? I, I've had one which is in the untapped app. So I did have um, several before I actually got untapped. Right. And Fair. I do draw to a memory here that uh, Brett should actually know quite well because when he asked me to be part of his wedding, he actually gave me a Great Lakes beer, which was the Pompous Ass, uh, which was actually, I think, a shot at me. But um, I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I actually do remember that. There now. you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as you can see here, I do have the one, which is the um, Hazy, uh, sort of the Haze Mama, which obviously doesn't account for the Pompous Ass that I did have that Brett gave me because yep. it was before untapped. Right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Fair enough. Uh, so I've had six uh, from Great Lakes, uh, and my highest actually had it yesterday doing some market research. Uh, the Robo Hop, uh, which was a four point two five for me. You know, it's always got to tap into market research the day before. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to be that, prepared. You know? Did that influence the rating at all? Saying, hey, you know, I've got this coming up. Maybe I should uh, sauce her a four two five. Yeah, I should no. crack her open. And no, it, it sauce didn't. Her Beca- because I've had some other like fours from them, so I, I didn't just give them a high rating. So as mentioned before, um, a lot of the Great Lakes beers and most of their stables can be found at pretty much every single LCBO. Yeah. I don't think I've ever went into an LCBO and not seen a Great Lakes product there. On several shelves. A a bunch of them too. There's a lot of skews. A lot of of skews, that's for sure. Uh, So they do also have some little releases that, you know, do hit some bottle shops as well. So don't forget to support your local bottle shops. Uh, In terms of fresh GLB, because they always have that uh, little hashtag on their Instagram post, uh, it has free next day delivery on orders of $50 or more within the GTA. And if you're visiting the brewery itself in the tap room, uh, they during restrictions are open 11 to 6 every day. That may change with things kind of opening back up. Yeah, stay tuned to their Instagram, which uh, we're going to link to on our Instagram so you can find out what their new hours are once they do open. All right, let's hop on to the first beer, boys. Right, we are back with our first beer. So thank you to Troy from Great Lakes for providing the beers on today's episode. Thanks, Troy. Thank you very much. Uh, so the first beer we're having, as we mentioned, is called uh, Canuck, which is a American Pale Ale, and it has a 5.5 ABV and 25 ABV. IBUs. Okay, so this is going to be a bit of a paragraph for me to read, so pay attention. <laughs> um, the minute you crack your can, 
an aroma of grapefruit, mango, and pine are going to hit in the face like a beaver slapping his tail on a pristine small body of water in Ontario. So that might hurt. Mm-hmm. Canuck Pour is a deep gold bordering on burnt orange that produces a tight, snowy, white toque. <laughs> Take one last nose before getting into the liquid, which you'll soon find will, put, will be hard to put down. See, I told you, paragraph reading, not my strong point. <laughs> Soft carbonation leads to a sweet, honeyish start before it gives way to more grapefruit, tropical citrus, canned peaches, and pine. Mm. Mm, yeah, right? Yeah. Light to medium body with a very dry finish. Drink at your local pug, pub. <laughs> <laughs> Drink at pug, whatever. Pub. Yeah, yeah. Both pub. All right. uh, in the fish hut, campground, the beach, in a canoe, responsibly. Uh, you know, playing shinny on a log or actually anywhere north of the 49th. Yeah. Playing shinny on a log. <laughs> now, don't play uh, yeah. shinny on a log. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a uh, small surface area. Yes. Well, good job, Breck. Thank you. That. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. That's... I'm keeping up with producer Peyton from a long time ago in terms of reading. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. <laughs> that's, that's good. One, one paragraph at a time. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this beer debuted actually um, in time for the 2010 Winter Olympics. Uh, so it was available to all around, you know, for all Ontario athletes um, at the Pavilion. Wow, um, that's awesome. In, in Vancouver. So, uh, yeah. That, yeah, that is that, correct. That it is, was available to all Ontario athletes at the, at the Ontario Athlete Pavilion in yeah. Vancouver. Yeah, that's it's incredible, as we said. Uh, <laughs> so just like Canada did, um, you know, that this beer here has won gold. So this uh, won gold at the Canadian Brewery Awards, um, just obviously not ski jumping in, in beer making. Um, it actually became super, super popular, as I'm sure a lot of people have noticed in the LCBOs, this beer. Uh, so Great Lakes actually made it a year-round brand um, in 2011. So now we're going on essentially 11 years of this being around is a pretty much a core beer right absolutely so uh on untapped uh you can follow us at craft beer connoisseurs uh and on instagram follow us at craft beer cons so the overall rating for canuck pale ale is 3.62 out of 5 so uh you mentioned how popular this beer is it's actually the most checked in beer on untapped for great lakes uh with nice. about eighteen thousand seven hundred check-ins wow um so yeah, quite a few. Uh, the can specifically, because we are drinking it out of the can, has just over ten thousand check-ins and actually has a rating of three point nine one. So all the other taster mm-hmm. styles are are bringing it down. Yeah. I uh, thought that was an interesting kind of uh, note. Like yeah. the can three point nine one, and everything else is kind of yeah down, right. So draft uh, is three point six nine, and then taster uh, and bottle are both uh, three point five five. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Good to know. So let's grab uh, your glass and grab your can. If you look at the can, guys, at the bottom there, um, I just want to make sure everybody got the right can because mine says this one was brewed for me. So it says brewed for you. Uh, did you guys say brewed for you? Oh, yeah. Brewed, oh, okay. Brewed brewed for me. Just want to make sure we all got I was, I was reading, what have we done? Yeah. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> want to make sure we all got the right one. Mine says it was brewed for me. So that's how I know it's mine. Lucky you. <laughs> uh, glass in one hand. Get in the other hand and let's open her up. And Chris, what glassware are we using? Well, we are drinking this out of a pint glass, so make sure to use your proper glassware. And I will note on the can, it they actually have, you know, I, I love when breweries do this, they have the, the picture of the glass that you're supposed to drink it out of, um, and they recommend drinking it out of what's called a Great Lakes Brewery Crown Viking, so... It's basically the same 
glass we're drinking out of, but obviously they want you to drink their branded glass, <laughs> uh, which we, which we don't have. <laughs> so instead, sense. what we did is we are drinking it out of our branded, our branded glass. glass. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're doing. So basically, let's take a look at this beer. Uh, first thing we notice is that white fluffy toque. Yeah, uh, that's a big toque there. Right? <laughs> say that more Canuck, would you? <laughs> yeah, there, right there. I see what you did there. Drinking more Canuck. What do you think about that big toque there? Oh, she's going to keep that beer nice and fresh, isn't she, though? Oh, all of our American listeners are going to love that. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah, bud. Heck yeah. <laughs> so what else do you guys see uh, aesthetically on this? That, it's a very, uh, I think it mentioned like golden kind of color. Um, it's it's a very nice kind of like golden peachy almost color. Was, that, was it burnt orange? Is that yeah, burnt orange. Yes. orange that's it. Yeah. I, I have a bad short term memory. So um, I'm Tyler. That's Brett, and you're Chris. And we are the crappy connoisseurs. I'm Chris. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I'm seeing. What do you, what about you guys? Um, yeah, kind of same thing. Um, probably about in the let's say two finger lengths of a head. Um, the way well, you measured that, you put your fingers <laughs> vertically <laughs> and said two finger lengths. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Uh, uh, that's and funny. It's a Sunday. What can you say? Yeah. Um, anyway, so it is a little cloudy throughout. Um, yeah, a little bit of haziness, see, yeah, yeah. which is what I prefer. Yeah, um, I think for for what what I'm seeing on it, uh, with respect to the the color, is it's more orange than um, I would say for more paleos. I, I see yes. paleos are kind of like more of a, a light kind of orange color instead of this darker. Yeah, kind like of, almost like a yellowy. Yeah, usually, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, on the scent, yeah, what do you got? Um, I'm getting a lot of uh, pine, if you will. Yeah, I, okay. I'm getting the peaches. Yeah, peaches and pine. Yeah, peaches and pine. There mm. you go. I'm okay with that combination. Yeah, absolutely. So should we uh, maybe perhaps drink it now? Remember to take that last sniff before you take the first drink. Right. 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 The first swallow. Yes. Yeah. The first, on the nose to the to the swallow. <laughs> yeah. What do you got? Yep. That is a uh, gold medal winning beer. I'd say. On one sip, he's called it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's three. No I'm kidding. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good beer. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm getting uh, that pine and bitterness, um, and that they mentioned grapefruity. Uh, I'm getting that grapefruit as well. Yes. Lots of grapefruit coming through, and, and the bitter on the back end, which comes from when you put grapefruit in beer a lot of times. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was mango mentioned as well. Was there not? Yes. I don't think uh, is that dominating for you or no? No, no, it's not. No. But. Uh, again, kind of on the the back end of the sip itself is, because the, the grapefruit comes in as like kind of a, I don't know, more of like a heavy middle, um, and then it kind of subdues a little bit more. And I feel maybe that could either just be the lingering taste of the grapefruit, or maybe the mellowness of like like a mango uh, kind of. Yeah, it did it. say canned peaches too, so maybe that's oh, yeah. kind of what what's coming in at the could end. Could be a little syrupy, yeah, 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 yeah De- definitely yeah. citrusy though. Oh yeah, oh, yeah definitely yes. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're getting for no, sure. It, it is a nice beer. And, uh, when I took my uh, sip there, I tried to make sure I got a, a decent amount of the uh, the head on it. That too, okay? Um, eh? Yeah, yeah. Just to just to kind of change, I guess, the mouthfeel of it as well. Um, mm-hmm. And you're going to get a different flavor, obviously, uh, profile when you get more of that that head in there, um, because it's it's yes, it is coming from the beer itself, but it's it's yeah. its own kind Absolutely. of uh, flavor. Right? It, it is a little bit more and just a little bit more bitter than I was kind of expecting from it. Okay. Um, but uh, so, Brett, I know I don't think we've really talked about cans too much wow. lately. Did, did you want to talk about this? Especially thing? in season, yeah, season two, we haven't talked yeah. about it. I don't know. Maybe I need a producer special to remind me. Um, anyway, in terms of the can, you'll see their um, 
fictional character, Mr. Gordy Levesque, on the can in a nice lumberjack outfit, standing on top of a log, not playing shinny, but with <laughs> an axe in his hand. Very um, Canuckish, if you will, of him. Yes. You know, wearing the plaid shirt, having his toque, not white, red. Um, it does play into the stereotype that you would see of a general kind of Canuck figure. Absolutely. Absolutely, it does, yeah. And not Vancouver Canuck. No. <laughs> no, this is a good Canuck. Um, so why don't we uh, touch on the top five flavor profiles? Uh, so the first one is Hoppy. What do we think about Hoppy? Yes. Yeah. I think it's very very well hopped. Yep. And obviously they've made this beer a few times. Um, so they've kind of got it down, I think, to a, uh, a tea, if you will. Um, I think, yeah, Hoppy, definitely number one for me. Tyler? Yeah, I, I think Hoppy's up there. Uh, might not be the, the number one, but I can see it. Yeah. Uh, what about Light, which is the second one? To me, I mean, it is Light, but I wouldn't really put it, not, not up at number two for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think for me that would make my top five. Yeah. Um, I agree. I could see how some people think it's Light, but yeah, just not for me personally. Sure. Number three is Smooth. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a smooth beer for I think sure. It's, I think it's smooth. At this point, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that we haven't mentioned any of the fruits specifically, especially from an untapped community that likes to just kind of throw in whatever the fruit profile is that's listed to, right. to, to throw one of those fruits right. in. So I'm surprised well, you haven't seen that yet. Yeah, and at this point with 18,000 check-ins, like it's hard to probably yeah. change that order of the top five. Somebody's right? going to have to check it in a whole heck of a lot of times. Yeah. With that but beer, but that's, it, yeah. again, to that point though, that means with the, that many check-ins mm-hmm. that the top five curated have come from a, a vast pool of people right. to become the top five. So yeah. that means either there's been a whole lot of consistency and just people rating it and reviewing it with light or smooth in that order, right? Yeah. So, well, the fourth one is citrusy. So a little bit more closer to the, the fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, yeah, this is, and Alan uh, is saying as well, probably the number one. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I was kind of surprised I didn't see in the top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, f- number five is fruity. But I think, uh, so Alan is suggesting that we kind of narrow this down a bit more. So I would say like, yeah, a grapefruit, a peach, uh, something like that yeah. rather than I, just I'd say grapefruit more than peach personally. Yeah, I would agree. Because yep. you get that grapefruit right off the hop. Absolutely. Okay, so <laughs> some, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Do you get it off the hop? Uh, not the robo hop. Uh, no. uh, there. Anyway, uh, so some untapped users thoughts on this. Chris, I believe. You have the first one, so I read do. It. And the first one is from Charlie R. Handle is row launch. We'll go with. Uh, okay, on, yeah, well. on January 7th, said refreshing grapefruit, peach, pineapple, which I'm not getting, uh, and mm-hmm. pine. Ever-changing yet ever-reliable. And uh, Charlie gave it a 3.75 out of 5. Yes, I think for those, though, this is one of those beers, you know, all reliable is what we kind of said uh, mm-hmm. in our previous one. This is one of those beers that definitely uh, is that. Tyler, yeah. I'm really interested in terms of you reading this second rating. Sure, or, yeah. Just to kind of go back to Charlie's rating, I agree with the pineapple comment that you made, yeah. Chris, too. Is yeah. that, I don't taste that either. Yeah. Uh, the next one is from a Beers G, so Beers Guide. Okay, so that's the handle. On December 31st, oh, stated the following. My wife asked me to watch the New Year's Eve roast in the oven and turn it off when the timer said it was done. I had 700 of these. <laughs> probably an over-exaggeration. And when it was time to turn the oven off, I took my shirt off and stood in front of it. Seemed to work on the wife, not so much the oven. Oh! <laughs> 
That's an interesting uh, review yeah. from the handle Beers Guide. Beers Guide, look that up. There might be some uh, other interesting ones. Uh, that, I think there is. That, that, that are in there as well. Um, and they also give it a 3.75 out of 5, much like Charlie did uh, the previous one. Yep. All cool. right. Well, what do you want to give it, Tyler? Well, I'm glad that you asked. I'm pretty well half done this now, and I'm enjoying it immensely. Um, I'm going to give it a... 4.25. 4. 4.25. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it as well. Uh, I, I haven't, this is one of the Great Lakes beers that I have not had before. I'm going to give it a 4.0. Okay. Uh, I've had this before. Uh, I had it out of four. I'm going to stick with that. Um, and it looks like producer Allen, um, kind of going on a little spiel here. Uh, he had it very early in his untapped career. He rated it a 3.5, but only had it out of the can. Now that he's had it out of the glass, he's raising that rating to a 3.75. Wow. All right. Glassware makes a difference. It does. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So our overall score is going to be a 4.0. And I think that is an interesting point that you say, Chris, about glassware making a difference. Yeah. Because the beer itself did come from a can in both instances. Yes. But you're probably going to get more of that teenage taste when you have your lips to the, the can itself instead of to the glass. So I good, think good so. Point. Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Well, we're going to grab our axe and move on to beer number two. All right. We're back, eh? Oh, uh, oh yeah, 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 bud. So the second beer we're having today is Hanlon's Point. It's a uh, coconut coffee porter. Uh, comes in at 6.5% ABV with 19 IBUs. Tyler? Nice. Yeah, no, I'm just looking up some information here because I wanted to know what Hanlon's Point was. And there is a Hanlon's Point Beach. Oh, Interesting. Okay. And is that in Toronto? It is, actually. Yeah. Um, Doesn't make sense by the label. There you go. Center Island. I'm just curious if that was it. So I just wanted to make sure I get a little bit of research. Probably is. So this one here is uh, a little bit of a paragraph as well. I'll try my best. I don't want to, you know, outdo you, Brett. But uh, (laughs) But you will. (laughs) (laughs) But it's uh, explained as a, it it pours a brilliant midnight black with a luscious cream topping. So a different kind of uh, look than the toque itself. Right. Aromas of perfectly toasted coconut, dark chocolate, freshly ground espresso, graham cracker, and a touch of vanilla, um, you know, abound from the glass. So nice. that is a lot in terms that is of a, lot, a, yeah. uh, a, a profile that we're going to be looking for, especially on the nose as well as on the, the taste itself. So each sip provides a silky mouthfeel featuring craft coffee, slightly smoky roasted malt, baker's chocolate, so that's good to know, and soft coconut, complemented by a touch of white marshmallow up front, oh. a wonderfully complex offering, perfect for uh, fireside chats. So we enjoy all the fireside chats. Um, there is a lot to take in. That, that, oh yes, this is a, a, a lot going on in this beer. So it'll be interesting if we can what we can kind of pick out. But if it hits th- that, that's it's going to be, be delicious. Gonna be it's going to it's going to be a banger. Oh yeah. Um, right. Now I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling a little hungry here. Um, so I feel as though this beer might pair well with like a beaver tail, mm-hmm. maybe yes. a coconut cream pie. Or maybe like a nice mixer of Tim Horton's finest Timbits. Like Tim Biebs? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> none of those were good. Oh, oh wow. Oh. Hot yeah. tag, wow. hot tag. Um, <laughs> hot take of cold beer. Just done this right now. <laughs> All you right, so them. on Untapped for this beer, there are about 3,200 check-ins with an average rating of 3.82 bottle caps out of five. 
So we're drinking this one out of the can as well. So on the can for this one, there's 1,378 check-ins with a 3.76 rating. So a little bit lower than average. And then uh, the next highest one, which you probably would figure is draft with uh, 113 with a 3.89. Nice. A little yeah. bump up. Yeah. All right. So uh, I don't want to steal the, the can art from you, Brett, but I'm going to anyways. Um, talking about <laughs> what I mentioned about Hanlon's point, there's uh, this actually from a perspective point of view seems almost fairly accurate to what I was looking at the uh, Google map of where Halen's point is in uh, um, a perspective of the uh, CN Tower. Yes, because if he's on Center Island looking across Lake Ontario, that he'd is be exactly looking at the Just so you know, um, first beer, Gordy Levesque, tarps on. Uh, this beer, Gordy Levesque, tarps off. Yeah. There you go. Speedo. Good thing his legs are crossed because I'm not sure there's even a Speedo there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just looking at well, it. Well, hopefully, when Tyler says, let's open it up, it's not the legs, it's <laughs> the beer itself. <laughs> and as we know, I mean, at least he's got thongs on. It might just be his feet. Uh, just the sandals. You're right. All right, let's grab the can here. Let's grab the glass and let's open her up. What a sound. Chris? What glass are we drinking out of? Well, we're drinking this porter out of a nonic pint. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Yeah, and so a hot take here actually coming in from producer Alan is the can art on this is slightly different than what's been on previous editions of this. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so if you guys just check your phone there, you'll see uh, in uh, the... Uh, I did get it airdropped to me. The, right. the chat there, that there's actually an image of this and the border is a little bit more of a teal color and this is a bit of a blue. The uh, more vibrant colors, I think, with this uh, edition than, than previous editions. I believe it was because it was a collaboration with Bar Hop. Like the, that could be it as well. Yeah. And this one here, you can see that there is no um, snowflakes, um, whereas the other one there was. So It's a little more cold, the other one. There you this go. This one, he's kind of chill. I'm going to pour my beer. You guys talk about what you see. Oh, you haven't snow. even poured it yet. All right. Well, I, I will say, as soon as I poured it, that coffee really hit the nose. Uh, like, I oh, wasn't yeah. even that close Hardcore. to the glass, and it was it was right up in my nostrils. Right up there, the, you know, the, uh, what was it, the lining of the uh, cream, if you will? Is that what it was? I'm sorry? <laughs> Tell us it's something about cream. <laughs> <laughs> Back when something. he was going through the whole paragraph of what the beer is described as, yeah. uh, I think it was like the cream topping. That's what it was. <laughs> not lining, oh, topping. The, the head. Yeah. Yes, the, the cream head. Topping. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 not a, the toque, the cream topping. Yeah, yes. exactly. they're, they're very clever with their uh, you know, descriptions. descriptions. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, a lining and, and a, the topper is a little, little bit different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, aesthetically looking at it, you're having the very um, dark color. <laughs> you're not going to, like, it, you can't describe a stout reporter any different, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Yes. Unless it's a white stout, but that's and entirely different. This yeah. is not white. But uh, same as that. Yeah. You got more can information to come through here? Yeah. So, you know, producer they, Alan is fixated on this can. Oh, a Alan loves this can. Loves it. <laughs> My, I think he just likes Gordy tarps off. Uh, that could be it. <laughs> I was going to say that, but. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, they actually also recommend. Um, so, we mentioned earlier about the glassware on, on the Canuck beer. They actually recommend the same glassware for this beer, uh, which we're not having the same glassware. Uh, but they also recommend the serving temperature uh, four to six degrees. So, I think we are drinking about. About that. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. I mean, 
You well, don't have the thermometer in there to check no. it out or what? Yeah, let's if get our thermometer. If somebody wants us to send, uh, or send a, a beer thermometer away, we can uh, sign our DMs and let us know. We'll Gladly give you, uh, accept that. We'll give you some mailing uh, information and we'll give uh, you a shout out. Absolutely. Well, I think we uh, should probably taste this beer. Yes. Let's go ahead and do that. Yes. Doesn't that sound like fun? There's a lot of uh, complex uh, flavor profiles to it, so I'm hoping everything kind of hits. Okay. Well, I took my first sip, so I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely hard on the coffee. Um, less coconut than what I was thinking. What's going to be going to be, Chris? Yeah, there is less coconut. Um, it definitely a, a, a ton of coffee, but this this yeah. is nice, and there are there are there is a lot going on in this beer. Absolutely. Like it, it, it's kind of like that first uh, first when you take a sip. There's a bunch of things going on, and then on the back end, there's a few things going on. Um, what about the middle end? Is there a few things going on there too, or no? Oh yeah, just right through. Does the middle have an end? <laughs> it ends when the end starts there you go <laughs> interesting um do you want my perspective on it please, please. go ahead thanks guys uh yeah so very coffee forward i think as this warms up even just a little bit more we're gonna see a bit more in the flavor change a bit um i do think that i'm not getting kind of like that marshmallow kind of graham cracker kind yeah. of coming through i'm getting more of the coffee and probably some of that baker's chocolate um yeah coming through a little bit more so so you mentioned the marshmallow and i kind of forgot about that so i'm i'm getting quite a bit of sweetness from it and so yeah it might be that chocolate but it also might be from that marshmallow that that mm-hmm. they talked about um but yeah that's it it this is a really good beer, actually. I'm thinking, like, in my personal perspective, obviously, I mean, people who made the beer are probably way better at things than I am, but the serving temperature of four to six degrees, I almost feel like it's a little bit off. I almost feel like it should be more of, like, a nine, ten yeah. degrees. A little, yeah, right? a, little a little warmer. Bit, I, I a little warmer, yeah. right? Now, my understanding of Baker's chocolate, um, being the guy that I am in the kitchen all the time baking... Um, yes, exactly. Is, is the the biggest chocolate would lend to more of like a, a bitter, you know? Right, sh- it's not really sweet. Right, yeah. and so I think that kind of almost runs counter to what you were saying too, with maybe some of that sweetness. You might be getting more from so the marshmallow, it must be the marshmallow. Insta- yeah. instead of the baker's chocolate, because from this, <clears throat> I'm not getting. It, it's more unsweetened. Yeah, mm-hmm. so clear my throat. Sorry, yeah. getting, a little, getting a little, it's thick. It's thick in my mouth on the swallow. I don't it's know. It's like you a guys. burnt marshmallow vibe. <laughs> Yeah, it, and I think that's probably coming from that's a mix of the marshmallow and the malts, probably. Yes, yeah, so right? or the baker's yeah. chocolate. Yeah. yeah. So Alan is saying, you know, it's been cold here lately in Ontario. Oh heck cold. yeah, boy! Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so he said that this beer would be ideal on a heated patio. Uh, definitely agree with that, or kind of around a fire at the brewery. You know, it, I'm. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if Alan was paying much attention when we were talking about the description of the beer because that's exactly how it was described. Well, it said around a fireside, fireside chat. chat you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I just. <laughs> but uh, let's get the top five flavor profiles. El numero uno. We have coffee. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say so. It might. See, this is kind of funny. It might not be the most dominating flavor to me, but it's the first flavor that I taste. If that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Hundred percent makes yeah, sense. Yeah. That. Number two, smooth. Definitely a smooth beer. Yeah, it is. Hundred percent. Yeah. I just took a huge gulp. You love your huge gulps. I know, and I recommend everybody do the exact same <laughs> because it was marshmallow chocolate. Fine. Okay. Just take take a large a second. Do large gulp of that, and I got more chocolate marshmallow. Um, mm. And with if 
we're yeah. not getting a lot of graham cracker. At least I'm not personally. Yeah. But if we were, that would be like a s'more. It would that be. That would be perfect for s'more the fire. Light. You know, like Alan's s- saying. S'more Tyler, light. you're not wrong. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you struggle to get that out. It's one of those things. I was like, oh, I like it, it's to, hard to admit I like to correct you a lot, right. but like, <laughs> you weren't wrong on right? this one. Like, and I think that's that's the thing about taking uh, different sips with beers. Take a small sip, take, take a large sip, and, and you get that, right? Um, there you go. So the next one was smooth. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah, we did we're that all, one. Yeah. But you guys were all good yeah. with that? Yes, yeah. yeah. I feel like it could have been more smooth. I was looking for more of like a... I don't want to say like frothiness, but like more of a creamier aspect to it. Um, mm. Producer Allen just absolutely <laughs> devastated our uh, talking points here. So let me just get back up here. It's what he does. He's too busy looking at the can. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> coconut. See, no, I, I, I'm not really getting coconut. Producer Allen's getting on the back end. Yeah, I got on the back end <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah. Good, good for you. Number four, sweet. Yeah, to yes. me, sweet would be probably number two. Okay. I'm struggling with the sweet, not sweet kind of aspect of it because it, it I am getting the chocolate, the, but I'm not getting the sweet. It's sweetness. in the middle. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, number five, subtle. I don't know. No, because I don't think any of these flavors are subtle. Yeah. It, it, it hits you hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on the sip again, what you take, right? Because yeah. I didn't get as much of that marshmallow feel until I took a bigger gulp. And then I got that subtleness yeah. of, of the marshmallow. Kind but of like even the coffee, for example, is not subtle. Oh, heck no. Oh, no. 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 All right, let's go over to our fine friends at Untapped here. Brett, you got the first one. Yes, I do. This one comes from Kevin K, and his uh, handle is Cruminator on January 16th. Decent. I'm not a big fan of coconut flavoring generally, which I agree with because I'm not a huge fan of it either. The coffee is nicely integrated, although there's a generic sweetness on the palate that just seems a little bit off. 3.5 out of 5. And do you think there's anything off on the generic sweetness, as uh, Kevin say? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't well, agree with that yeah. necessarily. Well, you know, but. generic rating for a generic beer, like you know, 3.5, you know, it's in the middle. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Chris, to, you, to each their own, right? Exactly. Yeah, the second one. And tell us what Jason teaches his own. Yeah, Jason J., uh, Admiral Payne is his name, uh, on January 14th said, fresh coffee bean on the nose, creamy, hint of metallic, mm. sweet, thick, but you have to look for the coconut. And Jason gave it a 4.25 out of 5. So everybody seems to be getting the coconut, a little bit mm-hmm. more so than us, except yeah. for producer Allen. But the hint of metallic and still to come out with a 4.25 is very interesting. Maybe he was drinking it right from the can. Also, fun it's fact, still, when I read that right? the first time, I thought it was hint of Metallica. And I was like, <laughs> um, That doesn't surprise any of us. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound right. This but, is not Enter Sandman. But still, to, uh, even if you're drinking out of the can, to get that hint of metallic and still come out with a 4.25 is pretty good, right? Yeah. Very true. Yeah. All right. Well, in terms of our ratings, I'll get us started. Um, do. I actually really like this beer. I'm going to give it a 4.5. 4.5. So I've had this one before. I rated it a 3.5, but I'm pretty sure I had a beer before that that kind of took my uh, taste buds off. Now that I'm having it today again, my rating is going to go a little higher. Uh, I'm going to actually give it a 4. Nice. Very nice. All right. So here's, here's where I'm coming from. As I started to drink this beer, I was probably at a 3. Um, really? And this is... This is very interesting to go from where I was to where I'm at now. Um, And I think that's the importance of kind of what we do here on the podcast and the reason why we say don't judge a beer off the first sip. Because as you drink this beer, you get more of that flavor that comes out. You get um, the smells, I think, also help with that flavor profile. I know I'm talking a little bit too much, guys, and I apologize. But But continue. But I, I think it is very important to say this, is that 
let it kind of warm up, especially if it's a stout or a porter in this aspect. Um, I was at a three and I'm going to jump myself up to a 4.0. So that is a one wow. point jump yeah. from the well, very one first. One bottle cap. Yeah. From the very. And that happened in what? Six minutes? Seven minutes? Very first sip to, we'll say about half. Yeah, you're halfway through. Ha- yeah. Halfway through yeah. with it warming up and getting some of those extra um, flavors that come through. Now for producer Alan or Al, uh, we're, he's at a 4.25. Uh, not a coffee fan, uh, but the aftertaste with the creaminess is, is really good. Again, we'd probably like to see this a little bit more mm-hmm. creamy, maybe a little more frothy, at least I would. Maybe a few other little lactose in there. Who God. knows where this could have went, eh? Oh, I know. It could have been a five. I think the sound bites that we could pick out from you saying, yeah, I don't want to lactose. Maybe some vanilla. Yeah, a little too Yeah, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. So uh, that's where we're at with that. Chris, what's that give us? Yeah, so overall, that gives us a rating of 4.1875, which we're going to round up to a 4.25. Nice. That concludes the review of Great Lakes and the beers that Troy helped provide for today's episode. Very nice. Coming up next, we're going to be talking a little bit about our birthday reminiscing. All right, we are back. This is our theme conversation. And as mentioned by Chris earlier on in this conversation, uh, the February 12th, the February 12th, Great Lakes Brewery is going to be celebrating their 35th birthday. Wow. Happy birthday. One day before my birthday. And you've been around, you know, before all of us. Yeah. It's true. Because yeah, we're all under the age true. of 35. I will not be turning 35 you this will, year. You will not no, be. You will not. No. I was waiting for you guys to break out into song. Um, so <laughs> as we previously mentioned, that makes the brewery older than all of us, right? So we may not have, you know, as much history individually. But combined, we might have a couple more stories than maybe Great Lakes has. And so that's basically what we're going to be talking about today, uh, which is kind of interesting here. But uh, So we figured we'd talk about some of our birthday parties growing up, any of our kind of stories. Um, just to kind of celebrate Great Lakes on their 35th, which I believe is is coming out in, in a week, right? Yeah, so, that's correct. So uh, maybe what we'll do is we'll do the old traditional roundtable here. I'll start it off because why not? It's my episode and you guys have to do what I say. Uh, <laughs> so the first thing I want to kind of mention is, uh, did anybody ever have like the McDonald's caboose? Yes. For the birthday. With that orange drink. Yes, the orange drink. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what the McDonald's caboose is, right. but I remember uh, the orange drink. All right, yes. so okay. some locations for McDonald's actually had like a caboose for from a train okay. on property that they would rent out for birthday parties. Oh. So in Stratford, we had one. It was out um, on Terry Street. Yep. And you'd go there for your birthday party. You'd go, you'd do pin the tail on the donkey. You'd have the orange drink. You'd have like the generic kind of like a McDonald's cake. Yeah. Uh, and was, you'd get a cheeseburger or something, right? Happy meal. <laughs> oh, yeah, happy yeah, meal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, that was before they got healthy and had apple slices. Your, your but, six nuggets, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I just didn't know if everybody had. So we had producer Alan said yes as well. So that was one thing I wanted to kind of mention. So, so Chris, uh, you have missed out. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it. Um, well, maybe I'll go next. So yeah. honestly, I was never someone that had a lot of birthday parties. Like, I think I only had like two birthday parties growing up. Yep. Um, I, I remember going to one place uh, called Wally B World. It was like this place <laughs> where it had like, you know, the slides and the jungle gym type thing. Nice. Um it, sh- it closed shortly after my birthday because some kid broke his arm there and sued them. Um, but Was that uh, kid you? 
Uh, that kid was not me. I could was tell. Was that kid at your birthday party? No, they were not at my birthday party. <laughs> I could party. tell by the investment in this podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Brent, what'd you got? Uh, so again, yes, Caboose. Uh, a major thing that I did, I don't know why, it was random. Uh, I'd always want to go see a movie on my birthday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I bring up, we bring up friends, we go to Cineplex or Silver City or whatever and watch whatever hot movie was on at the time. Hot uh, movie? Oh! Hey, <laughs> now. Well, what else do you want to know? What else do you want to describe it? Like, sorry, new hit that. Like, I don't there know. But yeah, that's pretty much what I did, except one year my parents went off and took me to a Jays game. Nice. Yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah, good for them. Yay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, it was Fair a lot of like, watching movies. Sure. So one of the other points was the McCain chocolate cakes. As this was kind of a bit of a staple. Now, producer Alan says that his mother would go out and get like a custom cake done um, from an individual, actually, whose mom uh, would go ahead and put the photos on. Now, fun fact wow. about that, just to kind of tie this in, that same individual made um, my computer camp when I went away for a week a uh, cake as well with the photo. And I don't know if you guys had that before where you could actually print the photo on the cake. I have seen that. Yes. But it was like the very first time that that stuff started coming out. So it was the same individual that made birthday cakes and what have you for uh, Producer Allen. For our second year anniversary, we we're totally getting a craft beer kind of yeah, cake with our photo printed on it for sure. <laughs> now that you said it, people are going to hold us to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to rhyme off just a couple other ones. Um, I used to get the Jays tickets as well from uh, aunts and uncles. And then I kind of was like you a little bit, Chris. Like I had some birthday parties. But I want to make sure that as I grew up, I still continue that trend. So my birthday is in November 22nd. Send me a gift. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> Eleven twenty-two. It's easy to remember. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, I had fun with everybody. So it's arcades, bubble soccers, bowlings. And then for my 30th, we did a brewery slash winery. Um, <laughs> yes, Correction. The girls did the winery. We did the breweries. Yeah, yeah I, was just gonna say, yeah. I was just going to say, in order to make sure all the guys could come to the uh, breweries, I shipped off the, yeah. the women for the, the winery, which was great. Um, now, one other thing was the university birthday parties. Chris, you know this quite well. Is yes. we, we actually did have some some banger of parties. I think one of your birthday parties was when we actually became friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And Best you know what? birthday gift Sager has ever received. In, in second year, there was a birthday party that was put on by my then ex-girlfriend, and it was a huge surprise party, everybody thought, but we yeah. had a, a massive fight before uh, the actual party, and I knew about it because I, I don't like secrets, so I, I got it out of her. And she told me, well, we're just trying to go to this surprise birthday party. I said, too bad, so sad. So I ruined my own surprise. But that's what I got. Chris, what do you got? Uh... Uh, honestly, that's it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brett, what do you get? <laughs> I never really did birthday parties. So, uh, but I went to birthday parties. So, one thing I really remember, uh, which Alan's bringing up, is going to uh, Laser Quest, uh, like oh, yeah. the laser tag. Right. Yeah, yep. that that was awesome. Uh, did you break your arm? I <laughs> <laughs> did you sue? Him? I didn't. Uh, we always, as kids, we always love making up uh, what we thought were really funny names for <laughs> on your la- on your laser quest. Like when you get yeah. shot by someone, yeah. it's like, oh, I don't know. You were shot by you were shot by Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> always thought it was so funny, um, but yeah, I, I think nowadays, personally, I just kind of like to spend my birthday kind of relaxing. Um, Super Bowl is on my birthday this year. They mm-hmm. pushed it back a, a week, so now it's on my birthday. So I guess I'm watching the Super Bowl. For I don't my know birthday. if you remember your 30th birthday, but I sure do. Yes, for my 30th birthday, we actually went to a brewery, went to Anderson, and then uh, another brewery, Toboggan, and had dinner there. Yeah. And did you go to another brewery after that or no? 
No, that was no. it. Uh, I was there. <laughs> you were there. Producer yeah. Alan is kind of like the same way these days, you know, just kind of hit up a couple of breweries. So this past uh, year, they went to Windsor, the Tecumseh area. Uh, I don't know. He must have a connection with, I can't remember the producer name. Must have a connection with that guy who brought up the- That was Santa. Santa. That's yeah. right. Obviously, he has a connection with Santa. He, <laughs> he, it's uh, that WhatsApp group. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get in that. Yeah. Uh, myself, uh, a lot of uh, my, uh, because obviously I did not have my birthday during school, because mine's the middle of June. Uh-huh. Um, I was probably playing baseball at a lot of different, uh, ones. So, so I, I will say one thing that I actually tried to do with having a child was have them have a birthday during the school year so that they tried that. Yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, go ahead. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to, (laughs) no offense, Brett, don't want them to have a July or August birthday where they can't have a birthday. I just said mine was in June. During the public school year? Yes. But during college? No. Okay. Fine. (laughs) Whatever. Fair enough. Uh, But yes, my 30th birthday is coming up this year. My wife apparently has had, already has plans to do things. Uh, Has anybody got an invite? Nope. Nope. Now, I assume it's going to be a lot like my Datcher party was going to be before COVID. Datcher party? I didn't get an invite to that either. Uh, Yeah, check Facebook from two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. You know what? It's funny you mentioned about school because my birthday always, it seemed like, fell inevitably in elementary school on report card day. So it was, (laughs) maybe that's why I didn't get as many birthday parties as I deserved. Yeah, but you got a bunch of A pluses. You know, it was the only gift I could get, so... (laughs) All right, boys, let's uh, let's wrap this pony up and uh, take her home. What do you guys say? All right, Absolutely. let's do it. All right, so that's all for today's episode. Yeah, thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. Make sure to tell your friends, family, and Gordy Levesque, even if he's got tarps on or tarps off. There you go. So from all of us and producer Alan, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the craft beer connoisseurs. <laughs> <laughs>